Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hello listeners and welcome back to yet again another episode of the Beautiful Game podcast. As always, I'm your host Budge and I'm joined by my faithful two co-conspirators Dot and Dej. Gents, how are we doing? Dej, man. You go first. Yeah, <laughs> take take yeah, the lead, yeah, then. Yeah, it's usually nice, Dot that, that likes the lead, so so you, your turn this time, Dej. Yeah, it's nice to go first for once. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm doing well, Budge, man. Mm. I'm doing very, very well. Good weekend? I mean, yeah, man. Very good weekend. Yeah. A lot of football. Lot of good games, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to top it all off, like we're joined by some special guests. If yeah, the pre-match yeah, yeah, talk yeah. is anything to go by, this is going to be a special yeah, act. Yeah. So yeah, I'm ready for it. Absolutely. Man. How about you, Doc? What's going I'm on? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Obviously, um, only one other team in the room won with Liverpool, and the rest dropped points. But yeah, man, I'm good. Man. <laughs> we know. move. The agenda star already. <laughs> we move. Okay, so like um, like Dej alluded to. We're joined by some very, very special guests. It's actually part two. So first, the first, uh, the first time we linked up, we went on their platform. Um, apparently, and now, apparently, the rumours were that they're putting a tepid performance and they had to ring yeah, the changes. I mean, the, 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 la- the, the last time I checked, City Boys was up. City Boys are up, you know what I mean? So it, it, I'm not sure about this hot girl summer. Maybe they can pull it, maybe, maybe they can pull it back on this episode. Without further ado, we welcome the gold diggers to our podcast. Welcome, girls. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, girls, feel free, man. Introduce yourselves. Let, uh, plug your your Twitters. Let us know who is representing the Gold Diggers today. Well, my name is Toby, and my hat is Choji Avo on Twitter. Okay. My name is Beatrice, the United fan here. Um, my at is Bookie underscore Beatrice, and my name is Rose, and my at is Rose MCFC. Okay, brilliant stuff. Can I just add that you know we've we've searched long, high, and and, and wide to find the sixth <laughs> man. You Here know, we, 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 we finally managed to find a City fan living in London, like, yeah. and that, that is Rose. So I think uh, we, it's I think... difficult because they only have seven fans, apparently. Yeah. So. Yeah, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, man. So without further ado, let's get things cracking. I think the best place for us to start, obviously, is the results uh, from today's game, Super Sunday. Uh, let's start things off with the North London derby. Um, obviously, Arsenal playing at home to Spurs and, and uh, got... Uh, uh, a, a draw, two-two. Um, late on, Aubameyang with the equaliser. Um, let let us know what your thoughts are about the game, guys. What 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 do you guys think? Who wants to who wants to kick things off? I watched a bit of it, but I just mm. think both teams literally were. They're not the best, mm. but they both dead. I think. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, do you know why? Because Tottenham, yeah, are you giving up a two-nil lead? Like, do you yeah. get mm. like they should have taken advantage of that, but they didn't. Yeah. But um, yeah, I forgot I was gonna say that. <laughs> That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. I feel like even though Tottenham were two 0 up, I always thought Arsenal would come back. Mm. Just always thought they would come. E- back. Even and even I- at two two 0 up at half time, yeah. you thought yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I thought Arsenal were still in because I feel like both of the goals were lucky, so they didn't really have any solid, any solid yeah, points. Yeah. Like mm. there was no player that I thought, oh, this person's gonna come and change the game. They were mm. just both lucky goals. So I thought Arsenal would come back, but 
Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, I think um, Dej made a point last week that he sees um, the Premier League in tears. So we've got the tier one teams, which are Liverpool and Man United. Maybe he's revealing what he really thinks, you know? You know? Yeah, in terms of status. Apologies, yeah, currently um, yeah. Liverpool and Man City. Then you've got Tottenham and Arsenal maybe behind. And then you've got Man United, Chelsea, Leicester, Wolves, all fighting yeah, for nah, the Chelsea in the same category as Man United. Yeah, 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 I think... You think yeah, Tottenham's I, better than Chelsea? Um, you think United's better than Chelsea? Wait, what? Yeah, United, same level. He's got to pick his words carefully. He's got to pick his words carefully. Those four teams are all on the same level. No, I think Tottenham... I think Tottenham United. Tottenham always go under the radar. I feel like this season we're going to see the real them. Yeah, we are. You saw it in this game. What did they offer? Nothing. I think I think they could drop out of the top four this season. They will drop out. Wow, okay. See, that's very interesting. In particular, because... Um, I think at the start of the season, a lot of people were saying, okay, top two are going to be Liverpool and, and City. Yep. And then, given given the way that they strengthened uh, in the summer, Spurs were going to be third. And then it was out of Arsenal, United and Chelsea, and Chelsea yeah. to, 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 to fight for fourth mm-hmm. spot. So, it, the people have people's feelings changed now then? Wait, hang on. Think, how, how did Tottenham strengthen again? They had Ndombele. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which, which, which I, I think a lot of people... Sessignon, Lo Celso... They got another yeah. guy from Leeds, but they loaned him back. The self so he, he didn't play today. He came, he came on, on. He, he came, came on, on, but he yeah. didn't have much of an impact. I think it was more. I think it was more the statement of the signing of of Ndombele that I think a lot of people are thinking. Okay, Tottenham, Tottenham yeah. must be you know. Real yeah, but would you say that? But he was the replacement for Musa Dembele. Yeah. Um, and but he didn't play much. Last he, he didn't because he wasn't happy to be there. But mm-hmm. they've basically replaced Dembele with Ndombele. <laughs> He's an upgrade. 100% he's an upgrade. I think he can potentially be the signing of the season. Yeah. But to go back to the game, what I would say on the game, I think from Arsenal's point of view, is the same old Emery, in, in my opinion, is reacting, not being proactive. Mm-hmm. You go into a game, you're at the Emirates, and then you come and bring a Brexit midfield. Yeah, you're playing, it was proper defensive. Mm, you're yeah. playing Gwendozi. Torreira and Shaka in the midfield free, and they're offering you no protection. Yeah, exactly. So it just didn't make sense. Yeah, like I thought that game was a phew. when Tottenham took the two 0 lead. I was thinking, wow, we can see anything today. But mm-hmm. fair play to Arsenal; they pegged it back with the um, Lacazette goal. Mm-hmm. But I think this just sums up Tottenham for me. They're they're flaky. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you look at the um, league table, the top two: Liverpool, Man City. They'll never chuck away that lead. Yeah. But mm-hmm. with Tottenham, you always got that sense that. You know what? Beatrice is laughing. Yeah, so I think, as Dot was saying, there's different tears in the league. And yeah. Yeah. It just shows that there's such a big gap between the top two and the rest. Yeah, it's no opinion. longer the top four, yeah. it's just so top two. Top two right? Yeah. Um, I, I kind of agree with Dej, but at the same time, I disagree because I think Arsenal are one of those teams Maybe that not. can. If they're up for it at home, I think they can yeah, possibly I turn the game on anyone. I think they're, they're one of those teams. Mm. Arsenal at home case. is a different kettle of fish, in my mm. opinion. Mm. Away, Arsenal mm. are shaky. Yeah. But at home, I feel like they're very strong. So today yeah. I was very disappointed because yeah. I expected way more from them. Mm. I think they just had a really bad first half. But in the second half, I feel like they were a lot the better. The momentum was on the yeah, side of Arsenal. Definitely. And, you know, obviously there was the, the, the chance that... Um, 
uh, Kalasinac was offside for. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I mean, they were yeah. they were pressing, definitely yeah. pressing for that third goal. It didn't come ultimately, but yeah, I feel like Arsenal will get a lot better. Mm. I think they just need an international break. And I think okay, I think they'll come mm. back. And I think they'll be alright. I think I think that's Not very it's, it's very. I think the international break came at a perfect time. Yeah. Mm. Um, just obviously it gives us a chance to re- regroup and whatnot. And then the key thing is both um, Bellerin and Tierney yeah. should be back Even after that international well. break yeah. and holding as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's a really really yeah. helpful reinforcements in that in that defence, which is obviously a, a key talking point for Arsenal at the moment. Mm. To be fair, that Arsenal defence like <laughs> it's terrible in mm. my opinion. Papadopoulos. Louise. <laughs> Louise is the yeah, worst they're emotional. one. I'm so glad we got rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> they're emotional very defenders. Very, just reactive, like, yeah. oh. very, very reactive. And I just think Emre, I praised him last week for having a plan at Anfield. <laughs> but this week, I think he went back into his shell. <laughs> like, playing that three in the midfield, how do you expect to connect the um, chances to the forwards? Like, there was no creativity. <laughs> and we saw in the second half, Sebias came on immediately. Mm. He gave the team a spark, yeah. you know, mm. doing that yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. And you could mm. see the fans were lifted. So I want to know, why is Emery playing that poor midfield mm. that, mm. you know... I don't know. Just, I just want to play devil's advocate yeah. here, though, right? So last week we spoke about the... Um, the tactics that Emery deployed mm-hmm. and we were basically saying that ultimately they worked for 40 minutes yeah, yeah. and then it was individual errors which mm-hmm. then led to the goals. Can we say the same this week to a certain extent? Like, it yeah, was really <laughs> individual errors yet again Absolutely. that made his his plan come unstuck. Yeah, Can but, we say but that? You say that, but these Arsenal players at the top level are going to make these mistakes week in, week out. Not even that. They Jack can get away... Is... Sorry, Xhaka is notorious oh, for doing that. <laughs> why? Why? Oh, and then they went and got David Luiz. Like it's just calamity. Xhaka is your captain as well, right? I, I think. Oh, oh, I think this really is is the problem ultimately that we don't have anyone else who can fill that role of captain in that team. So it's like oh. Emery's forced to play Xhaka. I don't want to see him in a starting eleven for the rest of the season, to <laughs> yeah. be quite honest with you. And I wouldn't have started him today at all. Mm. I think Joe Willock would have been a better uh, choice to play. But again, it's like, if, if Xhaka's not captain, who do you give that captain's armband to? Give it to Bamiang. Give it to Bamiang. Give it to Leno. Give it to, Leno. Yeah. Give it to someone else. Yeah. Mm. Perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. But that, that, that is, again, another issue that Arsenal have going forward this season. Like... I, I remember last year, Emery went with the whole, I want to have five captains situation. That didn't really go according to plan. Ozil's left out in a cold. Ramsey's left. Koscielny's gone. Mm. So, uh, Shek's gone. Um, yeah, so that just shows, tells you everything you need to know about that, that situation at Arsenal at the moment. No, yeah, but I there just, was... yeah, I just wanted to talk about Tottenham as well. Mm-hmm. I think we've left them out in the cold. Mm-hmm. You know, going away to Emirates, they made like a blistering start. Mm. You know, scoring that um, Ericsson goal from the Leno mistake. Mm. Then they were just hitting Arsenal on the counters. And obviously they got the second. I mean, Granite Shaka, he had rocks for brains. I mean, that was a terrible <laughs> error. Like, yeah, you know, honestly, you know does that in, a penalty. Who does that in the box? Like, it's how can you just lunge in It's like a blood that? rot lust, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just goes for it, man. It's, it's brainless. I mean, and that leaves your team with an uphill task. But credit to them, mm. that goal just before halftime was crucial. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. if they didn't score that, I think they would have probably, you know, lost the game. Mm. But, you know, 2-1. You could only see one team in the ascendancy yeah. in the second half. Like I thought Arsenal were actually going to win the game. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Tottenham, they had to put on some rare guard action and they were lucky to come away with the yeah. draw. Mm. So that was, I think, uh, Pepe's second full 90 minutes. He obviously um, uh, played the full game last week against Liverpool. Um, played a full game today. 
He still is without a goal after four, ga- four games, is it four now? Four games, yeah. Um, however, he got an assist today. Now, mm. I, the reason why I want to highlight this in particular, right, is because you can look at it and say, okay, on paper he got the assist, but Lacazette still had a lot to do to score the goal. Yeah. That right? was an amazing goal, man. So, so what I wanted to ask is like a, a two-part question. One A is, would Arsenal fans be pleased with that assist that he was like the fact that he's managed to register an assist one a and one b is does that assist do enough for him to like kick on now and have that confidence so he can like now get a goal do you know what i mean finally break the duct basically what do you guys think i feel like i don't know any arsenal fan personally that is happy with pepe at the minute he is what are they okay, saying? he does all this dribbling, but there's no end product. Yeah, you get to the yeah. edge of the six-yard box and he disappears. Yeah, he trips yeah. over himself. He loses the ball. Like, <laughs> yeah. can, what are you? You're a professional football player. I expect yeah. more from you. I yeah. expect a cross. I expect a pass. Yeah. I expect something. But he, he doesn't ball, have. He that. doesn't really kick the ball cleanly. No, yeah. he's so clumsy. Some, like, someone said to me today that he's the second coming of Javinho. Oh, and I really, I really. <laughs> Really Boy, felt stop that, that, man. I think he just needs a goal. Yeah. He just needs a goal. I think Do you think it's, it's playing on his mind? Because yeah. I, when I, I see I, the way he plays, yet it's like he's really he's overthinking it yeah, a bit he's sometimes. It, definitely. Mm. I think to take a step back, going back to the game, I think positives for Arsenal definitely. Mm. I think um, Lacazette was playing like a captain. So you were mm. speaking about captain earlier and yeah. he really led the team forward. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Gwendouzi in the midfield because I yeah. feel yeah, he, he, he put so, in a tireless yeah. performance. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely I'm not, not too sure about the defensive balance. I just think Emery just doesn't have the quality to get that defence organised. Mm-hmm. And over a course of 90 minutes, they're going to rear their ugly head and, and make mm-hmm. mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... 2-2 was a fair result because yeah. mm-hmm. I think Tottenham came into it late. They had opportunities to get a winner. I remember Sissoko lashing one over. Stage was laughing at <laughs> I'm a big fan of him but mm-hmm. people don't seem to rate no, him. No, no, he's one no, of the best. Yeah. Honestly. Sissoko's good but he's finishing. We, we know that as well. that's yeah, his we worst know. Yeah, you know, yeah. training. But he's like brilliant in transition when they need to counter-attack. Yeah, he's the guy yeah, that you yeah, need yeah, on yeah, the ball. Yeah. Yes, mm. yeah. But going back to your question, especially the 1B question, I don't think that assist is enough because it wasn't a decisive contribution. Yeah, you get yeah, what I'm yeah, trying to yeah, say? Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like he beat one man and then he put it on the plate for, yeah, um, yeah. like I said, to, to put the ball in the net. Mm-hmm. So I think on, on the stat sheet, it, it will do well for him. Mm-hmm. So he's got that one assist off his back. But in terms of confidence going forward, he needs to do a little bit more for me. I'm not okay. yet convinced fully on him. Mm-hmm. But I do know he's a good player. Yeah. The spotlight, the spotlights are on him at the mm, minute. Like, yeah. for, how much was he again? Seventy-five. Yeah. And I think, yeah. again, Dej spoke about the tearing um, system last week. And mm. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is up with you and this tearing system? <laughs> no, the tearing system is how I judge a player. So right now, I've got your Salas, your Mane, your Sterlings in the tier one. Okay. In tier two, you've got you know Son today. Son, Sane, those types of players. Really? And for me. Pepe is just, you know, on the bottom <laughs> of the list. Wait, yeah. In Rose what? Tier 2? Son and Sane in tier 2? No, yes, no. I don't believe that. Sane's in tier 2? Yes. <laughs> I know you're a City fan, so you're speaking with blue tennis. Wait, Tessie's trying not to look at Rose at all. <laughs> no, obviously. How is Sane in tier 2? I don't understand. So, because would you say Sane's on the same level as Mane and Sterling? He's up there, yeah. Yeah, but you see that he's up there. 
but he's but not he's there. No, but because she's trying to say he's not there with Sterling. Son should be three, basically. Maybe ability-wise, he's better than Sterling. But in terms of decisive output... I'm sorry, man. Sterling's up there, the best in the mm, world yeah, now. Correct, like, yeah. You have to give him that credit. Mm, He's mm. going to get 20 league goals this season. Mm. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but mm. to answer your question, one day will Arsenal fans be happy? Of course they will, you know. You said what? No, yeah, they were No, they yeah, were You think they will be happy, happy in terms partially. of his contribution, but the but decisiveness. As Rose said, all he but needs is paper. a goal, I believe. Yeah. Because yeah. I've watched these video compila- compilations. Yeah, yeah, I struggled to get that one up. But yeah, I've watched yeah. these video compilations yeah. Yeah. from Lil. Yeah, yeah, last you know, season, like, yeah. Especially last week. Yeah. You know, yeah, when yeah. it was at Anfield, that chance, 1v1, when Henderson missed the ball. That's I've seen him bag those butter. chances. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think right now he's overthinking things. He's snatching at it. But the assist, mind. of course, he'll do well for him. Mm. I mean, football's a confidence game. Mm. it's registered on paper so I think going forward for him he just needs to get a goal and let's not forget those last two games away at Liverpool at home to Tottenham these are like one of the toughest fixtures mm. so mm. I think against the lesser sides he'll be able to score goals yeah, but I'm expecting 15 but goals from him but well, you want him to turn up in your big games mm. okay fair point Toby so one, <laughs> one for you I wanted to ask in your opinion mm. who goes away the, the happiest set of fans Spurs fans or Arsenal fans after that result I think Arsenal fans only because they like top of the um, they eyed on Tottenham at the moment mm. and that's something they care about and the fact that they actually didn't lose a game but they did drop two points but yeah. it's better than nothing of if course especially coming back from yeah, 2 so yeah, you know what I mean that's... yeah so I think they go away happier Okay, cool. No, but I don't know, because, you know, at the end of the game, mm-hmm. Spurs fans were celebrating that draw. Really? Yeah. Were they? Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, they've got, not really Twitter, got so much else to Spurs celebrate, to be like, fair. So, so, I mean, happy. I understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. And, and, and to be fair to them, that's two grounds they've gone away from in the past couple of weeks and managed to get something out of, you know, yeah, City. They've been very lucky. Then, yeah. Sometimes you need a bit of luck, though, don't you? You know what I mean? Definitely. But, but they'll, they'll, they'll certainly take those, those, those two points from them, those two games. Okay, moving on to the other game of Super Sunday today, which was um, Everton hosting um, Wolves at home. Um, did anyone have any any general thoughts about about the game? I watched that game. I was actually really impressed with Everton. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really expecting much from them this season, but I think <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing? I think <laughs> I think they're gonna like beat. One of the best of the rest, mm-hmm. yeah. If, yeah. If yeah. that's a thing, yeah. Because yeah. Keane coming into that team, I think he adds something. Mm-hmm. And then Richarlison had a brilliant game, yeah, brilliant yeah, yeah, game. Yeah. And then Digny, is it, how do you say Digny? Digny, Digny. Yeah, 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 that yeah. guy, okay. he's special. He's special. Yeah. I, I really like Left him. Back. So Wait, yeah, what? I'm looking forward to. Tra- oh, Rory panned him for that goal. <laughs> 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 oh, and how can I forget Iwobi? Iwobi is a yeah. brilliant oh, addition yeah. Yeah. to Everton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I he's what I think he's going to be. He's scored twice already now. Mm. Like I expect him to do big things. I feel yeah. like I don't want to say that's his level, but I feel like that's the kind it's of club he can proper shine at because it's not too high, it's not too low. It's just like right there in the middle. So yeah, I'm expecting. I think it might be like that Lukaku season when we loaned him out to Everton and it's. Yeah, because that the thing is that's actually one of the things that Arsenal fans really, really wanted and, and needed more from him. Yeah. Um in, in terms of his, his his end product. He just needed to add mm. more goals to his game. So if he can add that to his game whilst at Everton, then you know certainly it is a, 
uh, move in the right, right direction for him. Yeah. The big change I've seen with Iwobi is that he's getting inside the six-yard box. And I think that's actually a tactic that Marco Silva is trying to install into him. Because mm-hmm. I very rarely saw him scoring headers at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he scored one header in four yeah. years. And yeah. now he's got two in two. So that's... That's excellent. Well, don't you think that's also because at Arsenal there might have been a reliance on like Aubameyang and Lacazette to get the goals, but with Everton there's not a natural goal scorer, so he's feeling like he needs to take down the initiative. With Everton, all of them were kind of rotating. You see Richarlison, then you see Bobby, then you saw Moskeen. I hear you, but you say that, but then you look at someone like Theo Walcott. That's that struggle that Everton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, is. Theo, he wasn't even on the bench. Theo is he's uh, he's finished, man. It's, he's getting to that <laughs> yeah. age. Yeah. He's getting to that age. Yeah. Time, Time is up, man. Yeah. He went Everton for his pension. Who <laughs> <laughs> can blame him? Like everyone goes there for their pension. Look at mm. Rooney. It, he went there for his, oh, yeah. his pension <laughs> time as well. Mm. It's just one of those things. Mm. But back to the game. Mm. Um, Wolves disappointed me. I know they had um, they've had some Europa League excursions, mm. but I feel that it's going to be difficult to replicate what they done last season. Mm. Even in terms of if they didn't have Europa League, I still would have been a bit 50-50 with them because now teams know what they're about. Mm. They know they're going to play the three at the back. They know they're going to switch the ball early and try and get crosses in early. And I think teams are trying to, you know, you know plan for them better yeah. because they have experience of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they look void of ideas today. It was either a long throw or give the ball to Adama and let him just run, like mm. literally. Um, Ruben Neves didn't have a good game. Jal Martinho was on the bench. So I, I just don't think they've got that gal to break down teams often enough to mm-hmm. get into that top seven or eight. I, I see them coming mid-table around 10th mm. this season, but they'll be fine. They're a good team. I think with Wolves, especially last season, we saw that they can steal points from the top teams. Mm. But when it comes yeah. to some of the yeah. lower teams, they struggled. Yeah. So yeah, I think definitely. I just kind of expect that this season. Yeah, when it comes Pete, to top I, teams. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't see them having those kind of results against the top teams this season. I think they will. They'll I get draws. Think will. I think they will get draws from those mm. top teams. I think they, they've just got it. They, they know how to do it. They'll turn up just, just for the sake of it. Mm. I, I think it also depends top. on how far they go in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know they've played like six games. I think they've won all of them. Yeah. No, their last game was against Torino, but they're still one of only two teams that haven't won a league game this season, mm-hmm. along with um, Watford as well. But yeah, as Dot said, I think their system is getting found out. I think teams now have to play against them. And it's very unlike Wolves to concede three goals. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. normally such a rigid, compact team. So, Bully. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, again, rocks for brains. It's like Shaka. Yeah, like your team yeah, yeah. is trying to get back into the game. It was 90 something minutes. Who does that? I think it was fatigue. (laughs) Probably played on Thursdays. Tired. He He tried to body him. Yeah, I think Wolves, they'll finish maybe 8th, 9th, but best of the rest, I think that's going to be between Leicester and Everton. Yeah, I I see those are the two. That's interesting. So, do you feel that. not playing in Europe would 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 certainly help them in in the league. So is it is it a thing where the the, the manager's got to decide? Okay, you know maybe we might have to sacrifice one for the other. Or do you think he they, they just need to try and go as far as they can in in the Europa League? Absolutely, and just try man. And... Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think Europa League's priority for them. Mm. I think he's going to want to go as far as as far as possible. Yeah. 
I think they might jeopardise like their Premier League position because of the, the, the strength of the squad. Because yeah. you know t- today you saw Jao Moutinho on the bench, um, Diego Jota on the bench as well. Yeah. Who I think you know uh, Dot mentioned that there wasn't enough gal in the team. Mm-hmm. If those two players were playing, maybe there might have been a bit more creative um, impetus in the fi- in the final third. And also, I think Wolves are like a European team as well. Mm. They can go away from home, keep it tight, keep it rigid. Then at home, finish off the job. So. Mm. Yeah, I think Premier League, as long as they survive, finish in the top half, they'll be looking to do all they can to, you know, reach the latter stages. Okay, fair point. Um, I wanted to also highlight some comments that were made by Graham Souness, um, in particular on Moyes Keane. So, in summary, basically, he was speaking, he was questioning the decision that Juve made to sell Moyes Keane. And he basically alluded to the fact that he thinks that it had something to do with like his off the field antics. So he was suggesting basically that maybe, you know, he's 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 a player that lacks discipline and, and, and that's the reason why Juve was so willing to let him go. Um, he actually even uh, compared him to Adibayor, and I don't really understand what the comparison there was for because I don't I don't recall Adibayor having many issues off the field. But what, no, what are did, your... you know Arsenal and Man City when he left, there was always this media what, storm yeah, around yeah, him. Of and course, he was painted as as this villain. Well, this is it. I, I think sometimes things are blown out of proportion a little bit. But um, so yeah, what what do you guys think about about those comments? Do you, do you agree with that sentiment that maybe? There is something like off the field that we may not know about that that could be the reason why you've sold him. No, I disagree. Mm. Um, I do think that um, Keane probably had a word with like Juve, and I think it was mostly maybe the racism and mm. um, that he um, experienced at Juve, mm. and um, I think that's why he might have wanted to leave. I don't think mm. it's nothing to do with his attitude. He's nineteen. Mm. Nah, mm. I genuinely think it's the racism that might have been the reason that he left. Mm. This is like typical Sunes. He's so everything he says, it's just always there's just always an undertone of yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know what his problem is. Like mm. I, he just has an issue with like black players. <laughs> he has a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he needs to get that sorted out. Yeah, yeah, he does. Because yeah, yeah. when he was talking in the studio, Marino was just looking at him like. That's the thing. Marino didn't say nothing. He was just looking because at him. because no one agreed with him. He's just, just weird. Just he, he plucked it out of nowhere mm. and just thought, oh, it's okay to say this. Yeah. No, it's not. Like people can see through your. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. People can see. And also, what didn't help as well, like maybe five minutes later, he was talking about Ericsson. He said, "Oh, I don't know the lad, but I, I assume that he's good around the place. He's good to have." Like, and I mean, you have no what these people yeah. don't understand. Why that might be the case. Yeah. Is there's millions of people listening to them, mm. and they're gonna absorb their information, and they're of gonna course. make their own assumptions about mm. the players, mm-hmm. and it doesn't help. This just fuels the the racism. Mm. Yeah, it it kind of fuels a narrative that you, you don't want someone that's just 19 that's just come into the country yeah. to yeah. have place on their head like it's, it's unfair it's yeah. he's it experienced is. racism in another country and he's coming here to have pathetic pundits talking yeah, about him yeah. in that way I just yeah. feel like it's not fair they need to watch what they say like I'm, I'm, it's, it's I'm getting ridiculous si- now yeah I'm sick of Graham Seamus honestly I don't want to see him on my TV anymore <laughs> 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 yeah the media needs a refresh like, yeah. I mean we've been campaigning for it in, in these new faces yeah, yeah. Yeah. these old dinosaurs they need to be faced <laughs> up yeah. 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 I'm, I'm tired old dinosaurs go extinct you know what I mean so going back to the whole um Going back to the whole it, like issue of him being... Well, I, I, I don't want to call it an issue, but him being sold by Juve. Do you think it was like... It was it was him that came to them and, and basically spoke about the whole uh, racism issue and whatnot and, and him really pushing the agenda for him to get sold? Or do you think it was more of Juve thinking, okay, maybe we're a bit 
you know, uh, heavy up front. We've got, they're still obviously um, got Higuain, they had Dybala. Um, I'm not, Manzuk, Manzukic, is he, is he yeah, he's still yeah. there? Ronaldo so Ronaldo as well. So do you think it was also them thinking, you know what, we've got, we're, 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 we've got a few too many players up front. We can't guarantee that you're going to get game time. You know, we're, we're, that, do you think that, that, you know, had a bit more to, um, to, uh, of a part to play in him being sold? Um, yeah, I think so. I think it's a bit of a balancing mm. the books job yeah, from you, Zay. And I think, um, obviously, him going to um, Everton mm. will guarantee more minutes. And I'm sure he must have had a conversation with Marco Silva. Marco Silva probably said, you know, we're going to look after you and mm. this is going to be your new home. But I think, again, we need to give him time. Yeah. Everton are probably expecting him to come in and hit the ground running. Exactly. And I read recently that he said he wants to get seven goals. I mean, you really don't want to hear your striker yeah, saying that. Yeah, yeah. He's not really a lot of goals. <laughs> that is so I thought he was going to say 15 goals or something, but I think he's someone down the line. He can probably come good, but this season, it's just about adaptation. He's only yeah. 19, so mm-hmm. he needs yeah. to settle in. Is Everton the right move for him at this stage 100%, of his career? 100%. Man. 19, yeah. He's yeah. going to get Everton, guaranteed yeah. game time yeah. as well. And there's loads of young players in that team as well. Yeah, like It's, yeah, it's the perfect yeah. place to sort of grow mm. for him. That's what I think. Cool. Okay. So let's round up now, um, Super Sunday. Let's look at the uh, the fixtures uh, from yesterday. Um, before I get told that I'm running an agenda, we're going to start with the Liverpool result. No, 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 Budge. We say European champions yeah. here. Okay. Come on, okay. Okay. So let's start. Let's 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 uh, start with the Saturday's results with. The European champions, Liverpool, yeah, it was who, a... who won three um, 0 away from home at Burnley. You know, we know that uh, Burnley's a very, very tough place to go. I think it's the new Stoke, somewhat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a t- yeah. tough place to go, but you managed to get um, the full three points. And I think now it's um, you set a record for consecutive wins in the 13. Premier League. I think thirteen yeah. now. Yeah. So that's that's uh, definitely something that would you know you can take a lot of positives from. But what, what, what are your thoughts on the game? I predicted the uh, 3-0 win, right, Dej? Yeah, yeah. I saw that you put in a sheet of all your games. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I thought you were a bit smug right now. <laughs> so smug. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was an interesting game because mm. Burnley started with a Sean Dyche team. I mean, they play exactly how their manager looks. You know, very direct. You know, very Brexit style of football. Yeah. You have to be honest. I mean, they started very, very well. You need the hospital. You know, they were trying to, you know, upset Liverpool. And those are the kind of games when you look in your itinerary that you can come a cropper in. Yeah. I mean, it took a fortuitous, you know, Trent Alexander Cross to mm. get Liverpool on their way. You know, it hit Chris Wood and went into the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, the second goal. I mean, Burnley were playing like Burnley never play. Mm. You know, trying to play out from the back. And that's what Liverpool love. Yeah, you know, yeah, Jurgen yeah. Klopp says, you know, gang gang pressing is the mm. best playmaker. And that's what he showed. You know, for me, what I like about that second goal, for me, you delayed it, delayed it, delayed it. Then you just played it into Mane. Mm. And Mane just guided it into the back of the net. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. put the game beyond doubt for me. So it was 2-0 at half time. And, what I like about this Liverpool side is two years ago, I would have thought, you know what, we still got a game here. Mm. But with this Liverpool side, I just know the game is over. I mean, Beatrice is looking at me. <laughs> yeah, Beatrice, you're the game over. Now, I, I, I want to say something because Dead makes a good point. That game, yeah, yes, on, yeah, yesterday, three years ago, yeah, that was our worst nightmare because mm. you've got Skirtle at the back. 
You've got Lovren <laughs> at the back that are going to make errors and they're yeah. weak in the air. But Van Dijk, that's his perfect game. Mm. Aerial, domination. He got spun a couple times though. Yeah, it's true. Fans resorted to. You're resorting to someone cutting in and shooting with their weaker foot as getting spun. And that's the standard that he set. It's it's the only defender that he got spun or someone shimmied him. Like, come on, come on, guys. Let's let's be real now. And he had a very trophy laden week. Um, I mean, he went to the lovely sites of Monaco. (laughs) (laughs) You know, to pick up his trophy, then obviously coming back to the Hustle and bustle. Don't Burnley. forget Allison as well. He won the best oh, yeah. goalkeeper yeah, in Europe yeah, as well. Yeah, so let's not let's not forget that. Yeah. <laughs> Just to continue the game as well. The game was stretched. Then Mo Salah was causing havoc. Mm. Then he almost ran into Firmino. Then Firmino just took the ball and just slotted it. Yeah, perfectly. he stole that yeah. goal still. Yeah, because that yeah. should have been Salah's goal. No, no, let, no, 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 Beatrice. Let me tell you, Salah was never scoring there. How he, do you he, know? He was, no, 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 no. He wasn't scoring. That was perfect for Firmino to come onto it and just guide it into the bottom corner. After Salah did all the work, though. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Do you know what? I, yeah. I, 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 I know, know, I know what Budge wants yeah, to say, yeah. but I just want to talk about the game a little more. Yeah. Fabinho. What a player. When do we start putting this guy in the question to be the best defensive midfielder in the Premier League? He's not. Are you being serious? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Kante doesn't play DM, so let's remove Kante. He plays on a box to box. I'm not even thinking about Kante, but hey. Fernandinho is being phased out of the Man City team. Yes, when he's playing, for me, he's still the best in the Premier League, but Fabinho is in that question now. He's in that equation. Oh, does anyone have a rebuttal on that? I, I, I watched I, the game yesterday and he didn't stand out to me in, at I, all. And that's, that's the great thing about a DM. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be standing out because they're cleaning up. Definitely, that's oh. a great point. So, you know, Liverpool, it's another, it's a, it's a great win. <laughs> I mean, it's a great win. That's four from yeah. four. The only team in, you know, the English pyramid to still be perfect. The English what? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, the only team, if you look at the Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two, Conference, Liverpool. Are well, the that's only the English pyramid. <laughs> But where's your prem exactly? Obviously, we're gonna, uh, it's uh, all a process. Uh, like, it's building right, blocks. Then. All you can do as a team is set your base. It's like mm. when you're making a pizza, you get the bread, so you put your base in. Yeah, You've been doing that for time. So, mm. I think what, what we're going to see now is a, a reward. And in the next two years, I'm going to say Liverpool will be hoisting up that Premier League. Fair point. Playing in the colours to the mast early. We love that, man. We love that. I, I, I really like the finish for um, for um, Firmino's goal. I, 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 I thought it was a really, really accomplished finish. To be fair, though, I'm not sure if I preferred the the, the finish or the celebration. That that heel and toe celebration took me back to secondary school days, man. With the Liverpool the way that he was dancing. Back in the day, it was, it was, no, Firmino no. doesn't have swagger. <laughs> no, he's a real extrovert. He really rubs his nose in it yeah. when he's celebrating. And, no, and we it love was a good him. celebration. 100%. I mean, I mean, the cop love him. They've got that famous mm. si senor. He's so been, he's been our best player this yeah. season so far. He's been unreal. Mm. But with with all that we've said. Um, uh, so far, there's a there wasn't. There wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't all roses because we have to sh- um, shine a light on uh, a little, um, you know, issue oh, that, that, that that came. Yeah, a little incident that came to light, which was um, between um, Mane and, and and Salah. So obviously, he showed a bit of petulance when he came off. He was, you know, uh, uh, throwing his hands about in, in, in gestures. He was clearly angry. Um, at, 
at first, I think people was were were um, so they they were suggesting basically it was because he was taken off. But then when you looked at it um, with the chances that uh, Salah missed, he was obviously open in, on a, on a few of those occasions and wanted wanted Salah to pass the ball. Now. Klopp came out and he basically cleared the air and said, oh, everyone's fine, everyone's okay. Yeah, they were snapping after How, laughing. Exactly. However, I think it's, it's certainly not something that we can push under the carpet and hide, hide under the rug because this could be something that comes to light throughout the course of the season. Um, and so what are your thoughts on, on that in particular? Can I tell you my first thought? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone in the group chat, they were like, oh, Salah's selfish, blah, blah, blah. And I was the only one that said, Mane is a drama queen. I don't expect that reaction okay. from him. Like, mm-hmm. this is football. It happens all the time. Like, mm. you're not the first that it's happened to and you won't be the last and it's going to happen again. Mm. Just get on with the game. Like, I didn't expect that reaction from him. I just felt like you've done it before, Mane. Like, I've seen mm. you do it to Salah. No one, compla- like, Salah doesn't complain. He gets on with the game. Like, he wanted a goal. You were 3-0 up and he wanted a goal. I didn't see anything wrong with that because mm. it's... Um, that passion and that desire that has gotten Liverpool wins at mm. times. Like, so you can't slate him for just wanting that goal. Like, mm. I don't mm. need to I've got a rebuttal that. against that because I think goals are precious to Liverpool and City. I mean, the league was decided by one point last season. Yeah. So if it gets down to goal difference and you think, you know what, someone could have had an easy tapping, mm. then that could be all the difference. Mm-hmm. But just to go back to the little skirmish that um, Mane had when he left the pitch, I think, to be fair to it, like, my view on it is that Salah, <laughs> I think it's greed. I think yeah. it's greed to be on, And this is something that's been, you know, developing over the last maybe 12 months. I think Mane must obviously feel aggrieved. Mm-hmm. And I think Mane, what his problem is, basically he feels he's a top, top player. Mm. And obviously if it was the Liverpool season where we just had Suarez, who was our main finisher, maybe you can accept your striker being greedy. Mm-hmm. But Mane still sees himself as a top of the top, a world-class talent. Mm-hmm. And he's probably thinking... It's an easy chance for me to score. Yeah. At the end of the day, individual accolades are a byproduct of team success. Well and, and Salah needs to start putting his team, you know, first because this could, you know, spread like a cancer into the camp. <laughs> yeah. But this um, Salah sorry, sorry to butt in there, but Salah passed it Salah had what, the most assists in Liverpool last season. That wouldn't happen if he wasn't passing to his teammates. In my opinion. Mane had like one. Correct. There we go. So everyone's talking, oh, Salah doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. But Mane doesn't do it either. Because if he did, he'd have way more than one assist. Can I just make a quick point? I don't want to go too much into it, but I'm on Beatrice's side because I feel that that's what makes you a world-class player. That hunger and that desire to score and score and score. Yes, you're going to make mistakes. I don't agree with Mane's reaction, but I can understand it. Mm, okay, fair. Um, and I'm just looking at a few stats that I saw yesterday. And since Salah has come to England, the big chances that he's created is in 2017-18 was 12. Last season was 16. And this season is 1. Yeah, that's 29 in total. Compared to Mane... In 2017-18, it was 9. In 2018-19, it was 7. And this season, it has been 2, which equates to 18. So people like to say Salah's greedy, Salah's this, Salah's that. I understand in some moments he can overdo it. But Mane and Salah are both guilty of making these 
these mistakes in games. I remember a game, Beatrice, you posted it on your Twitter, yep. Everton, one nil up. I got a lot of insults. AF minute. Liverpool fans are aggressive. Like they came at me. <laughs> Honestly, they're unbearable. Yeah, they call so us unbearable. I think I think mm. I'm so comfortable with the team and so comfortable with the cam that that'll be nipped into the in, in the bud straight away. The minute they get into the changing room, you've got big Virgil coming, you've got Hendo saying they're saying, Look, listen, that's enough. We 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 go again. Yeah, even I Firmino, feel like yeah, even Firmino butted in, but it's good that they've got two weeks now before they reconvene for the mm-hmm. next round of fixtures, but Again, on Twitter, we saw this Mane LFC against Salah LFC. Yeah, I don't like Liverpool that. Liverpool are yeah. one I hate it personally. I don't like yeah. it. I hate Let's it. stick together. Again, it's a team game. It's not about individuals. So mm-hmm. This is what opposition fans want to do. They want to cause fractions in the camp. And we're, we're, we're allowing no, it to no, happen. The thing is, right? No. You lot started like, it. Yeah, team player. So. You guys started it. Like You're only seeing everyone jumping on the Mane train because mm. Liverpool fans started it. You you love Mane so much. And I get it. You love him. But stop doing it at the detriment of Salah because everyone mm. else is jumping on it. They're going, oh, Salah's this, Salah's that. No, like, that's not what you need. Of mm. course, we need a team harmony. But I think the way Liverpool play... It's so obvious when someone's being greedy because let's mm. face it, when you get to the attacking position, it's just a quick one pass, two pass. So when you're over dribbling, you stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah, but Salah has always, always over dribbled. I don't think this is something new. He's always been like this. He's always been hungry. He's always wanted to score. So I I feel like it's not it's unfair for you to now start um, singling him out, singling him out agree, when it's something that he's always done. I agree, but now that Mane is matching Salah's output, I think that's where he's thinking, mm, this is this is this is getting scary. Fair. Fair point. Okay. Um so yesterday obviously um City had a very routine 4-0 win at home to, to Brighton. Um it was it was good to see Aguero um you know back in scoring with a brace, De Bruyne in particular, I think he looks like a man possessed this season. A man really real points to prove. Obviously, we, 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 um, Rose mentioned earlier, obviously, he, he was out for large parts of the season last year. So it's like he's come back with a real point to prove. Yep. Um, and, and we've seen that early on. Um, so, yeah, Rose, we're going we're gonna, to uh, like allow you to lead on this one. What, what were your thoughts on the game? Um, I think the performance was just perfection. Mm-hmm. I know it was only Brighton, but the way we played was just amazing mm-hmm. um obviously Aguero two goals mm. I kind of wish she got the hat trick but mm. yeah um oh yeah De Bruyne scored didn't he yes yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. De, Bru- De Bruyne scored the first I think goal it was inside like was it 70 seconds was it 70 seconds yeah, yeah it was yeah. really yeah. early okay. it was really early yeah yeah, yeah. Silva's been yeah and yeah. yeah he got two assists David Silva got two assists as well yesterday yeah and then um, Bernardo Silva scored the last goal as well yeah when he came yeah. well, I think it was his second touch in it he, yeah he scored, so, <laughs> so yeah no I thought it was a really good performance but then again it was only Brighton and I mm. feel like I don't know I feel like there is something missing even though this was an amazing performance mm. I just feel like Something's I think just... there's something, and I think you know what the something is. The something is Liverpool. I feel like mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just have this belief that Liverpool are going to do it this season, mm. and it's really annoying. That's very interesting, interesting. coming yeah. from a City fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's the only thing. Um, but yeah, um, Laporte mm. obviously it doesn't look very good. Mm. So I'm a bit worried. Mm. And think about it, we got rid of company, and yeah, we don't yeah. really have much there. Mm. I know Fernandinho can step in, but. He's not Laporte, is he? Let's yeah, be realistic. Of course, of course. So, um, how's it looking? It looked like a real nasty 
I like, think it's I think it's quite serious. Even the way Pep was talking about it, I think it's looking very serious and he might be out for a while. Mm, the way he planted his foot was very grotesque. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's why I'm quite happy about the international break because um, mm. obviously we're still without um, Mendy. We're still without Mendy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's returned to full training now, hasn't he? Um, he? Yeah, that's he's just, he's just, he can't. He's not. Yeah, he's that's that's why the international break came at the um, perfect time. Obviously, Gabriel as well, waiting for him to come back. Mm. Stones waiting for him to come back. Sane. How you know. how how long is Stones out for roughly? Do you think? He, um, I think I think he should be back after the international okay, break. Okay. Yeah. Much um, needed. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Stones, <laughs> and then Laporte and Sane look are looking at long term injuries. Mm. I'm just hoping that. By the time we do actually, you know, hopefully get to the last 16 of like the Champions League and stuff, I'm hoping they'll be back because mm. we're going to need them because, yeah, we have a decent group, but I know that the, the next, like the first decent side that we face, you know what happens yeah, to City. Yeah. I feel like Pep overthinks things and I don't know what happens to us in the Champions mm. League. I do think this season, though, Pep is going to go for the Champions League. And that's why I'm okay. a bit worried about Liverpool because I feel like it's going to be at the at the expense of the mm. um, Premier League. So yeah, that's that's interesting. Just a quick point on the City game. I think Pep was furious with the injury because he expects his City team to win the ball quicker than that, and yeah. that's how the injury ended up. Mm. Like, and yeah. he just didn't seem happy at all. Um, just a quick note on Brighton. I think they're impressed yesterday. I know it sounds bad that like they lost four nil, mm-hmm. but. I saw a different Brighton to Chris Hooten's Brighton. I saw them trying to attack. And they had a few chances against you guys. So, credit to, to Graham Potter. Mm. Mm. Yeah, to be honest, I caught a bit of the game. And as you said, there was a lot of chances uh, missed by Brighton. Mm-hmm. If it was a more clinical team, City would have been punished. Mm-hmm. And just to buttress on um, Rose's point as well about the um, centre-backs missing. You know, um, obviously you've got um, Laporte with the nasty injury. Mm-hmm. Vincent Company, he's a real pillar of that... Um, you know, that unit. Yeah. So missing company in Laporte for a sustained period of time. You know, people are saying that this, you know, shifts the impetus onto Liverpool and Liverpool all of a sudden be, become favourites. Yeah. Adding to that Sane's injury as well. I'm not sure if I really believe that, but, you know, again, time will tell. It will definitely you know, leave some scar tissue on, on Man City and Pep. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I remember when we spoke about um, Sane being injured initially mm-hmm. and I think... A dot mentioned like you know, um, cities still have adequate cover and they can, yeah. you know, Pep can obviously move things around and whatnot and they can compensate for it. But for me, that injury was really, really, really pivotal. And and you know, you call me crazy, but I I thought even just with that injury, that already tipped things slightly in in in, in Liverpool's favour. Yeah. Did you see how Honestly, the ground went quiet when Laporte got injured? Yeah. So, so, so this is the thing. Yeah. So I, I I and I felt like it was already tipping in Liverpool's favour like before the Laporte injury yeah. so now if it comes out you know I think it, it's in the next day or so we're going to we're going to get mm. um, clarity on what exactly the injury is but I think I think I think that man that 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 is a major major blow that if, if Laporte is is because again he, he's a left side he's the left side of of, of the defence right so anyone who's going to come in to fill that void isn't going to be as comfortable in that position you know I think I what agree I like, agree but Man City and Liverpool, especially even Man City only, they're so dominant that they're not going to get overturned that much yeah. to get mm-hmm. punished. No, so I, I think w- it's the Champions League. 
that's where we need Laporte the most, I, f- I think, mm. personally. Yeah, but UEFA gave you, come on, they gave you a walkover of a group. It depends how long he's out for, to be honest. Mm. I hope it's not a long term, because it looked, it looks nasty. Pers- so. I think he's going to be lo- like the whole season. That's, that's the thing, that's why I'm a bit worried. Yeah. If, if it is long term, do you think Pep goes um, and strengthens the team again in January? He has to, he has to. He wants the Champions League, he has to. That would be interesting. Because who who then do you buy in that position who's not already going to be cup-tied and who's going to be good enough to improve that defence? I think that would be really interesting to see. Okay, so enough of enough of uh, City. Let's move on now. Um, Toby, we're going to come to you now. Chelsea obviously drew yesterday um, at, Sheffield, at home to yeah. Sheffield United. Yeah. Um, obviously, Tammy Abraham managed to get on the score sheet again. I'm so proud we of mentioned, him. We mentioned, proud, we mentioned yeah. especially, I think we mentioned it last week, we spoke about like the best way to respond and react after the abuse that he suffered shut is to, down, do you know yeah. what I mean? To shut up the haters yeah. and, and score. And, and, like and he's doing it. Now, it. Four goals in two games. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's very impressive. Mm-hmm. The playing devil's advocate here though, there will be there will be oh, people cynics. there will be cynics that will say, "Well, he's playing against cannon fodder." You know, these are t- championship teams that really he should he should be scoring against, and and a lot of people argue and say that's his level, so it makes sense that he's scoring against these kind of teams. What's your view on it? And do you think um, it's the right thing to persist with him up front? I don't think that's necessarily true, only because it's the Premier League. People think, oh, certain teams, because they're lower tier. Mm. Oh, I'm using your word. You've bought into the concept. Hallelujah. Yeah, bottom teams, like, or, you know, top, um, the bottom 10, we should be winning against them. Mm-hmm. But you need to think about the Chelsea that we are now. We're not that Chelsea that we were, like, two, three seasons ago. Mm. That, Christ. you know, like, the champions. Like, <laughs> like do you get yeah. me? Like, yeah. our levels, like, are slightly dipped mm-hmm. to what we were. So I think Tammy playing up front for us is not, a bad thing we're doing all right because mm. you know we started the season a bit mm, against mm. United but I feel like we've picked up we've literally lost one game we drew two game and we've won one mm-hmm. so that's like an improvement from the start of the season so them saying Tammy should be scoring against teams like that is whatever mm. I don't really care we're getting goals so mm. what, what I find interesting sorry go, go on because I was just going to say um, obviously in, in the summer when Hazard left I think the biggest questions that were uh, that were going to be asked were who's can can who who who's going to replace his output because obviously he was your creative hub you know yeah. most of the the goals assists and what and uh, chances created came from him so the the biggest questions were okay can Chelsea still score goals they haven't been able to reinforce and get in any forward players obviously um uh, uh T- Tammy Abraham stepped up Mason Mount stepped up yeah. so mm-hmm. goals funnily enough really aren't, re- aren't aren't the issue at the moment you are you're creating you're scoring well. the issue is the defense yeah. so is is, we're is there about Rudiger as well yeah yeah so, exactly yeah. we're really lacking at the back mm-hmm. i think zoom is just do you know what's so funny? Like before you went, before you got injured and got loaned out, mm. I actually thought it was decent, like proper good. Yeah. Mm. But now that it's back, we're just what's he doing? I think like, also that that, that uh, long that long that um long term injury he had, it mm. hasn't really seemed like the, mm. the same player since then, yeah. unfortunately. So I think that has a part to play in it as well. But but what? Yeah, I want to go, on, go back on. to the game because mm. I, I watched the game really closely. I watched the whole nine minutes. Um, so. 
Yeah, the the game was interesting. Um, Chelsea scored, made it one 0 Dean Henderson error. So I was thinking, okay, now Chelsea are going to put Sheffield United to the sword because they're obviously better than them, clearly better than them. Um, the game was going on and Sheffield United were getting into attacking like spaces. And I was thinking, like, if they show a bit of composure and be a bit more braver, they're going to score here. I don't think they were going to get a result, but I knew they would score. Mm. I think the goal came from another error. Two Sheffield United centre-backs went for the same ball in the air. Yeah. And then Tammy Abraham whacked it in, not quite sure about the goalkeeping again. So basically, Chelsea scored from two errors. Second half comes, um, Sheffield United score early. Well-worked goal. Really well-worked goal. Um, and then, like, the balance of the game just changed. So, like, when I was looking at the match, it seemed that Sheffield United were more likely. They had Basham um, getting into that left wing-back position and whipping in balls. You know, the two centre-backs mm-hmm. become yeah. inverted during the game. And I was like, wow, like, Wilder's actually got these guys drilled. Like, they're playing good football. And then, like, something crazy happened. And at the time, I was thinking that, like, Chelsea are going to drop points here. I knew it. Frank Lampard brings on Bashuaye and Gilmore. And and Billy Gilmore. And I was thinking, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You're 2-1 up. You can see that Chelsea are really starting to get penned in. And you know that this is going to be one of those games where you can drop points. Mm -hmm. And that made me think straight away that Joe Edwards, Jody Morris, Eddie Newton, are they yes men? Because you're meant to be challenging the manager mm-hmm. there, saying, what are you doing? Bring on Christensen. Let's seal this game. Mm-hmm. And Bashwai calls the second goal with a baggy touch. Got <laughs> <laughs> overturned and then it culminated in a goal for Sheffield United 2-2. And... Chelsea, like for me, it's it's worrying times. Mm. Again, the name of the game for Chelsea is patience. I mean, mm. that whole result just sums up Chelsea right now. Mm. I mean, Lampard, he's a young manager. He's naive. And that showed on the pitch. Yeah. You have to be honest. It's naivety. Yeah, I think it's try and error though. Like, you got yeah, to the chance. Can you be yeah. learning That's on the, the job at Chelsea though? That, yeah, definitely. That, they've got a transfer ban. Mm. I think yeah. they had to change yeah. their mindset to be honest. And mm. I think we're going to see more results like that for Chelsea. It's going to be yeah. a painful season for them. Mm. I mean, not so painful. Not yeah, so painful. I, I, I feel like the Champions fans... League. You're not getting yeah. Champions League. So even well, top six... They're not getting Champions League at all. So who's What's getting Champions League? You'd be surprised because too many people thought we weren't going to win Europa you know last what? season. Yeah. With the way the season's going, I expect yeah. what happened last season to happen again. Same. Yeah. Those four teams. It looks like that's going to happen will get Champions League. City will get Champions League. Yeah, obviously those two, but we're talking about the rest. Do you think Spurs will get it? Spurs will definitely get it. And I'll tell you why, because they've got the best manager out of the rest. Okay. And the last one, before I was Man United, I know we're going to go into that game, but I think Arsenal. Arsenal mm-hmm. have to get it now yeah, yeah, with their expenditure that yeah. they've spent. There's, there's no excuses. Um, so, just just to, fin- to finalise and wrap up on Chelsea, we're talking about their defence and we're talking about the goals that they're shipping in. Mm-hmm. So, you, you, you know, um, two against uh, Sheffield United, two against, um, uh, not, um, uh, what's it called? Norwich. Um, four, obviously four against uh, United. Yeah, they're they're, really, they're really, really shipping in the goals. What the problem is, sorry, Butch, what yeah. the problem is is that they don't have defenders that are 
capable of playing such an open game. Mm-hmm. None of them really fit the mold. I mean, Zuma, he's erratic. I think Tomori, he impressed me. He yeah. looked he looked better than Zuma, well. and yeah. he's quick, and he's an athlete, and he can bring the ball out. But Christensen, is that is that what you're going to pin your hopes on? I'm not. But I'm not we're on I, I, I think, think I think, we're actually, I think he'll be good we're with Rudiger. Like I think that. he'll be really good with Rudiger. Yeah, but he's weak. Like, but just... okay, so but the, the the issue is right that with this transfer ban and obviously the, the window being shut now, yeah. there there is nothing that they can do in terms we're, of reinforcements. Yeah, we're restricted. So what can so... what can uh, Frank Lampard, Jody Morris, and the rest of the team do in order for them to stop shipping in their mind? Of course, they're shipping. Yeah. Surely they, they, there's something they can do on the on the, training, work on the training ground. Yeah. One thing they can do is get Aspedequeta out of the team. That's one thing they can do because he's been <laughs> horrendous. Think, this year. Yeah, yeah, the really last couple bad. of games, yeah, but I think we still need him. Yeah. Like, he's got that leadership, mm, but I think yeah. it does. More people don't think, but I think it does. So we need someone like him to like control, to be part of the team and just lead us. Yeah, I there's like, rumours mm. going around that as soon as Reese James is fit, I mean, yeah, Aspilicueta is going to go yeah. in the bin. Mm. So. I don't think so. As much as Lampard is trying to get like the youth in, but I don't think he'll do that. Not yet, anyway. Obviously, mm. he's been playing Jorginho in this metronome position, but I'm not entirely sure that he has to play there every game. Sometimes, <laughs> like, you can rotate and maybe put Kante in the DM position. And Jorginho doesn't have to start every game because I think one thing he does is that sometimes he can slow down the attack of Chelsea. Yeah. And Chelsea want to be this team that can counter quick. And although he's amazing and I think he's a great player, he doesn't always have to play the deepest midfielder. I just want to shout out Chris Wilder. He's done a tremendous job as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sheffield United have started well. Mm, this is a yeah. manager that was coaching at what Alfreton Town, Northampton. So he's mm. come up the hard way. Mm. You know, he's one of those managers that you know he has to, you know, earn his way. Yeah, uh, you know, course, without getting his team promoted, yeah. he would probably never manage in the Premier League. So kudos to him. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and obviously, uh, United travelled away to um, St Mary's Stadium yesterday. Um, I managed to get a, a one-all draw. Uh, Beatrice, coming over to you. Don't say that, You're saying it like it's good. <laughs> what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the game, Beatrice? Okay, let me just start with the positives because mm-hmm. there wasn't much to take away from that game. But Daniel James... You know, he's a player that he's had a lot of stick from our fans because mm. he's an average player, I put mm. it that way. But he's producing the goods. Yeah. Like, he's scoring goals more than... Our attackers, all the yeah, all the attackers yeah. combined. Mm. So, I feel like that he's got a lot to offer in terms of what the kind of goals he can bring. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see him play. That was the main positive for the game. That goal alone, that yeah, technique, yeah, yeah. Was, brilliant, brilliant. Definitely. Um, what else happened in that game? Oh, Ole, I just need him to come outside. I need to have a word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to have a word. <laughs> I think, I think Dej has his number, Beatrice. I need to have a word with him because this formation he's doing, this four-two-one-three, it's not this double pivot thing doesn't work. It's it's not for United. Mm. Pogba's having to play some deep role and he's having to defend for most of the game. What mm. is that? What is that? We need goals. We don't mm. need to sit back with an average side. Like mm. we don't need that. That's not what we need. So I really I'm hoping that he can change the formation back to a 4-3-3, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But overall, Ole is stubborn. Mm. Stubborn. When it's time to make changes and improve the the game when we need goals, he doesn't do anything. He sits yeah. there watching the team as if he's <laughs> doing something. Like, yeah, what's I his options, to... though? Who can he bring on? Greenwood. 
Greenwood, Greenwood when he, was not proven. Hang on a second. When he came on, yeah. massive difference. He looked sharp. Imm- immediate, yeah. immediate impact. If mm. Jesse Lingard passed to him for one of those goals, we would have scored. But mm. Jesse Lingard, again, another player <laughs> who is taking up space in the team and offering nothing. I, I feel like... Give me only mm. the young player, you know what I mean? He's got... He's not young. Lingard? That guy's an old man. That's what they always say. They always refer to him as young. He feels like a young guy. He brings up a young guy, but he's an old man. Beatrice, what's your take on Rashford? With Rashford, I feel like he's very confident and he sometimes wants to do too much. He wants yeah. to do everything and it doesn't necessarily come off. I also think he's he's not really a main striker because he's played on the wing for so long. Mm. He's a little bit confused in terms of like what kind of position he doesn't have the natural instinct Mm -hmm. of a striker so he struggles there a little bit so Mm -hmm. I feel like we can't rely on him to be our number nine because Martial is way better in that Mm. position so I'm I'm struggling to I don't I don't know Mm. I I feel like he's got a lot more to give but he just needs he needs to score a goal and then it will start to come Mm. in he just needs to get into that the swing of things again but yeah and Pogba, oh my word. <laughs> you know what? I, I can't make excuses for Pogba's performances anymore. Like, he plays like half of his brain is in Spain. That's what he mm. plays like. He plays like half half of him is in Spain. Like, mm. I don't know what he expects to happen, but he's not leaving the season. The quicker he gets to grips with that, the better. Yeah. Because he looks abysmal. But then again, I feel like the positioning that he's having to do at the minute he's might have an impact. Him. Because yeah. the minute he was moved up to that 10 role immediate difference like he mm. was shooting balls here and there he was in good dangerous positions mm-hmm. so i'm hoping ole uses a little bit of common sense and puts him forward mm. you can't make Popper def- Popper is not a defender yeah, he's not good at it either mm. like he gives away the ball and he makes some rash tackles like Popper's not the one that you need to be holding the team like so if you play Pogba in a number 10 role who would you play in the two behind him unfortunately we're just gonna have to play Matic but he can't get around to do the game that Oli wants Oli wants a fast pace a pressing game like a la Liverpool and City but you're wasting Pogba putting him in that, in that position. When Matic came on and Pogba went up front, <laughs> I preferred that. I preferred that to Lingard being I in agree, the 10. I agree, 100%. Lingard in the 10 is useless. Mm. Absolutely mm. useless. Like, I don't even want to run about him because I actually like the guy. Mm. But on the pitch, Hun, I don't want to see you. <laughs> Wait, so, so, Dej, where do you stand with Oli at the moment? Obviously, last season, I was one of these vociferous, you know, backers. Um, this season, I think what we've seen with Oli is... You know, Man United on a downward trajectory, we have to be honest. But I also have to, you know, call into question the board Mm. because uh, Man United were promised this wholesale change, this, you know, wielding of the axe. And we've seen like six or seven players Mm. get sold. But the issue is none of them have been replaced. And people criticise Romelu Lukaku. But yesterday was the type of game where he would turn up and score a goal. Hang on a second there. People keep saying this. Romelu Lukaku, oh, he'll come and change the game. Lukaku doesn't change games. Yeah, but he's a plan B. He takes things that have been put on a plate for him and scores. In that kind of game, we needed someone creative. Lukaku's not that creative person. Yeah, but Rashford doesn't fill me with confidence when he's one-on-one. Lukaku, at least, is going to smash the net off. Yeah. No, let's, let's he will honest. blast it wide or his first touch will run away from him. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what? I want to circle back on, on the point that, that Dej made because this was actually something that I was thinking about. And I was just trying to understand the logic in, 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 in the decision that the board made to get rid of all of the forward players that they've got rid of and not replace them. So now 
obviously we 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 knew about um uh Lukaku being sold to Inter, and then it was just this week yeah. that um Sanchez left yeah, as well. I didn't get so that. now United have Rashford. Marshall and Greenwood as their striking options. And Chungi, the and, young lad. And Chungi. Yeah. Now, Marshall is, is injured and there's his, his, his return date is unknown. I only know that because of uh, fantasy football, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm just trying to understand, where is the logic? Like, you haven't replaced these players. We can say, obviously, Greenwood, he's done it um, in, in the youth teams. I think his output last season was... That's really good. Amazing. Yeah, it was, I think it was like 40, over 40 goals, goals. In 44 appearances or whatever. Chungi, of course, is, a, is an unknown commodity as well. So, really, like... I, I just I'm I'm really trying to understand the logic. Like where where exactly do you expect to go with su- such limited options this season? Uh, wait, the wheel, bro? no, no. This wait, is... last last season we had these players, right? What did we do with them? Nothing. Nothing. Mm. So we sold them. Nothing is going to happen again. Like I want to see the youth youth players. I've mm. said this before. People are like no, they're they're unproven, blah blah blah. But I want to see Greenwood play. I want to see Chong play because I feel like they are better. Than some of the options, they're better than Alexis. I'm sorry, Alexis is finished. Yeah, but uh, at United, biggest, he's not offering anything. I'm his biggest critic, but it's better to have him around than not have him at all. That's, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's the problem. It's a numbers game. Yeah. It's a numbers game. Yeah, like, definitely. You've taken away now. You're you're, you're going to be, be relying on certain yeah. players who have not played a full season in in the first team. But the thing to is, play a full season, like, they have so much more. To, like those young players have way more desire than Alexis 100%, Sanchez. Hundred percent. Like we can't rely on Alexis Sanchez. It's not possible. What mm. is he going to offer us? Nothing. I'd rather have Greenwood, even though he's not proven, but mm. he's going to try and score. He's going to try and do something. So mm. I would rather see that. Unfortunately, like Lukaku as well, like. The thing is, with the about, what about like experience, know-how in in, in like the that's European things? I you know, know your I mean? your frustration, and I echo them with Lukaku, but he delivers mm. against. Yeah, last season he did, he didn't of, deliver. Of the by the way, yeah, clubs He's, in the league, he delivered. He scored twelve goals last season. And 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 how many did Rashford get in the league? Rashford got. Was it nine? Was it nine? I can't. I can't remember. But Rashford didn't play in the same position he did. He wasn't. All I'm saying striker. is that Lukaku is one of your most consistent players. I'm not a big fan no, of him. No, he's not. He is. No, he's no, not. He actually is. Yeah, Lukaku his is not is consistent. Very, very good. Not at United. His, no, he his scored goals. Was, but he he, yeah, he he scored twelve last season. Yeah, but that's better. Yeah, but than how many goals did you score? Pogba scored more. Except for Pogba, it's better than. Everyone in the league. How Ma- much did Martial Ma- get? Martial didn't even play half the season. Yeah, but forget all of these. No, but you have to put that into the context. And <laughs> and <laughs> the disclaimers that you're the thing is, right, Martial is going to score more than Lukaku did last season. I can, I can bet my money on it. If he stays fit, maybe. If, if he sta- he's even not if robust. He doesn't, that, even if he problem, doesn't, yeah. he's going to score more goals. Because mm. I feel like Martial, as a natural finisher, he's, he's way better than Lukaku. His hold-up play is better. His first mm. touch is better. His instincts are better. So mm. I feel like he has more to offer than Lukaku. And he wouldn't have been in that position right now unless Lukaku left. I so I'm happy to see him the, the as our main striker. The mm. thing with Oli, I mean, he's being made a bit of a parody. But we have to be honest, he's operating with his hands tied behind his back. The board haven't really backed him. I know you can say, oh, Maguire, 75 million, Wan-Bissaka. But let's not forget that money was recouped. Yeah, Maguire was 90. 90 million. Mm. Yeah, 90 million. But mm. half of that money was recouped with the Romelu Lukaku sale and obviously getting some of Sanchez's wages off the book. Do you it's, not think he went to his board with a list of uh, a short list of players? To bring said, in? Yeah. Yeah, I do believe yeah, so. And they didn't deliver. Pro- they didn't <laughs> sorry deliver. to say, but I think the problem is Man United can't bring in these players anymore. 
So, yeah, I want this. I want mm. that. I remember Jed saying in the summer that, yeah, they're going to go and get this player, that player. They're linked to Fuller Barley. But yeah. they can't get them anymore. The truth mm-hmm. is we needed to get rid of players because if we didn't, we wouldn't have brought anyone in in the first place. Like, mm. I feel like it, this has been a long time coming. Do you know how many years we've been talking about getting rid of players? And we've mm. never mm. done it. We've always held on to them. Mm. So this season, the fact that we're getting rid of them suggests to me that they're looking to bring more people in. For me, that's that's what it suggests. Mm. If we have to sacrifice the season to get people what, out, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy to do that. Happen. The thing with Oli as well, like with this squad, which managers around do you think can get this Man United team into the top four? I don't think there's many managers that you could list that are available for work. Mm. Don't you think? Yeah, but I, I don't think Oli's going to last. So do you I, see him I getting sacked this season? I don't think he'll no. get sacked, but I think he'll it'll be one of those ones where he steps down. Mm, he's an honourable guy. Yeah. Seems like, oh, I love Man United. Yeah. You know what? That's I'm what I see right happening. Man, yeah. but... just kept Jose Mourinho. No. <laughs> Jose Mourinho was on a mission to run them into the ground. Mate, he was going to finish us. still won them something, though. Like, do you get me? Still won them something. Okay, fair, fair point. I think that's, again, one that's going to be very interesting to see throughout the course of the season. Um, moving on to uh, a very interesting fixture, given the um, the rearing of the ugly head of VAR yet again. So obviously, uh, Palace uh, beat Villa one uh, 0 at home, and uh, I think the major talking point with this one was the disallowed goal um, through VAR. Um, apparently, um, there was there was a dive, mm-hmm. and, and when 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 the the cameras rolled back, it, it was actually proven that it, it it wasn't. But because obviously the whistle had already blown, there's there's nothing that we you know could 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 have been done um, about it. And I think, you know, Villa are, are definitely going to feel, feel hard done by, especially given the fact that, you know, they, they want to start building up some momentum. They managed to break their, uh, their losing streak mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Um, so this would have been, you know, a, a good and hard fought, fought, uh, fought point to, to, to get from, from a very difficult ground to go to. 100%. Um, what, mm-hmm. what are you guys' thoughts also on... Also with on... 10 men as well. Yeah, I, exactly. I think I'm going to make one point and I'm going to mute my mic because I don't want to talk about VAR. Mm-hmm. Um, and the point is, that's the worst decision I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and also, to add to that, it was terrible because VAR was implemented to get rid of clear and obvious errors. Mm-hmm. But the only downfall with this incident was the fact that the referee blew his whistle. So you can't really, once the ref blows his whistle, that's the game to a halt. But again, it was a farcical decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, Grealish, he was pushed by Zahar. Then Cahill made contact. It was clearly not a dive, and play should have been allowed to continue. Then Aston Villa get their point, but I feel like that wasn't VAR's fault. Again, that was just human error. It's the ref mm. being being not being a good ref, mm. and sometimes I don't think it's every decision that VAR can like overturn. Mm. I don't think they they don't have the authority to overturn the ref if he's already blown his whistle, unless it's clear and obvious. Unless it's a red card incident, that's mm. the only one that they can overturn. But most of the other ones they can't do anything about it. Mm. So I don't think we should put the blame on VAR. It's just one of those things that happen. I I, I just want to question what are the people doing at Stockley Park? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> I, I don't, are they eating kebabs? What are they, what are they doing? <laughs> okay, fair point. Um, I think another really good result uh, was West Ham um, at home to Norwich. They obviously won 2-0. Um, particularly good because it looks like um, Sebastian Aller has found his shooting boots. I think he got two the game before that. Um, Watford. Uh, yeah, Watford against, against, against Watford. So it looks like, you know, he's, um, he's found form at a very, very pivotal uh, you know, point in time. 
obviously he's got uh, big boots to fill because Arnautovic was was their their talisman um, and, and their their main goal scorer. So and, and especially being their record signing, I think he yeah he's their record signing. I think forty million, forty million. million yeah. um, so he and, and he comes with a big reputation as well. Um, so I think he, you know they, they can take a lot of confidence from from him scoring. Um, Yarmolenko um, mm, popped up with a goal, back, which is mm, it's good. You know, good to see him back. Good to see him on a, on a score sheet as well. Um, what what did you guys manage to catch? You know, any 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 of the game? Do you guys have any thoughts on on that? Yeah, um, I caught some of the game. I mm. think you know West Ham against Norwich is going to be an open game because Norwich has shown so far that they want to play football. They're mm-hmm. not compromising their style for no one. Mm. And I mean, they took the lead. Obviously, Halle, he's been a very, very good acquisition for this um, West Ham side. Mm. He's the perfect man for the way they play. You've got all these little players surrounding mm. Lanzini's, Felipe Allison, mm. so they can just pin the ball up to him. Then he plays off them. And, you know, he's looking like a good finisher as well. And mm-hmm. we have to be honest, West Ham are one of them teams in the conversations for... You know, these Leicesters, Everton, yeah, they yeah, can probably yeah, yeah. pitch in, in and around those areas. So, yeah, it's a good win to, you know, get the wins ticking. Pellegrini is a good manager. And, yeah, they're on a the roll. Um, yeah, um, good win from West Ham. Um, back-to-back wins. Um, Pellegrini implementing his methods well. Just a quick note on Hala. I think he reminds me of Peak Benteke. I think the way mm. he, he manoeuvres the ball and then he's also got the pace to run in behind. He looks like a, a, a very good player. Um, he should have had a penalty, but for some reason, the referee decided not to give it and they didn't have a look at it via VAR. Surprise, mm. surprise. Um, <laughs> so yeah, good win. West Ham doing well and yeah, the ball's rolling well for them. Cool. And finally, Leicester um, winning 3-1 at home to Bournemouth. Um, really, really interesting to see. Um, you know, just just how the, the, you know the, the Leicester chain just keeps chugging along. Really, Jamie Vardy popping up with 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 two goals. Also, Yuri Tillemans um, on the score sheet, um, and 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 both of those guys managed to get an assist. Ben Chilwell as well. Uh, it would be very very timely in the week that I take him out of my fantasy team that he pops up with an assist. <laughs> but there we go. Um, thoughts on the game, guys? I feel like Vardy's goal was elite. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Vardy, he still has it in him. Like, I thought he was finished, but mm-hmm. he still got a lot more to come from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was really impressed. Bournemouth, what, what's going on with them? I expected a bit more from Yeah, Bournemouth. I expected yeah. way more. Because mm. last season, they impressed me so much. But this season, it seems that they've kind of dropped off a bit. Mm. So, I'm, ugh, I was quite disappointed with that. Um, Leicester... The best of the rest. That's that's what I call them. Um, mm-hmm. I've been blowing Brendan Rodgers' trumpet on this show several times. I think he's a he's an amazing manager, and that Leicester team they're so dangerous. They got Tillisman, they got Madison, they got Vardy. They've just got an array of talent, mm-hmm. and I feel that if they stay in and around the top four, they can potentially potentially have a good crack at it. Potentially <laughs> have a good. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're getting top four. I'm saying that they can have a good crack at getting top four. Um, Dej, for you, the Tillsman tackle, Tillsman tackle. Mm. Did you think that was a red card? Because a lot of people Ooh. have said, "Oh, that was a shocking decision." No. But I can kind I... of understand why a yellow card was given. Mm, it was a bit of a freak incident. Um, I think. Again, VAR is clear. It has to be a clear and obvious re- um, error. And for the referee, in his opinion, or VAR's opinion, it wasn't a clear and obvious error. So they stuck with the referee's decision. 
But to go back to the game, I think Jamie Vardy, he's a player that's got a new lease of life. I mean, let's be real, he chucked in the towel when Claude Puel was there. And this season, he seems to be as fit as ever and he's still ramming in the goals. I think he got two yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, two yeah, yesterday, yeah. So, yeah. and he got one last week to break the he's barrel run. Striker, yeah. yeah, so he's always going to be someone on those one-on-one moments. You can guarantee that it will it will bury them more time and often. And just to go into Bournemouth, I think that's typical Bournemouth. When they rock up away, they don't change their plan. They're going to say, you know what, we want to attack, and ultimately, because they're not as good as the opposition they're playing, they're going to fall a cropper, and, and that's what we saw. What a finish from Callum Wilson, though. Yeah, he's a mm. top striker. He's been called up to England, so he's a good option to have for them. Who do you back, back to sc- uh, score more goals this year out of Josh King and uh, Callum Wilson? Wilson? Callum Wilson, for sure. Wilson, Andrew, is Yeah. It? Wilson. Interesting one. All right. Um, so before we round up all of the fixtures, I think um, this this isn't this wasn't a Premier League fixture, but I mean the old firm derby. You got you got you got to yeah, give a special mention to it. So Rangers and, and Celtic. Celtic uh, beating Rangers away 2-0, 2-0 um, away from home. Dot, did you want to share your thoughts on that, that game in particular? Yeah, um, I watched the game. It was a 12 o'clock kickoff midday. Ibrox was rocking, um, raucous atmosphere. But um, I just think there's just a gap in quality between the two teams. When I had a look at like the Celtic team, they, just, they were just better. Um, Rangers started off high tempo, high octane. They were pressing the ball, but I was like, okay, once the crowd settled and once Celtic settled this game down, they're going to put Rangers to the sword. And so they did. Um, Edward getting on the score sheet, doing what he does best. Um, I think he scored against um, Rangers in the last few games. And then yep. I think once they once they settled down the game in the second half, their, their quality showed. Um, Rangers was a bit half and path. Um, Jermaine Defoe... He got caught off quite a few times. He was offside. Um, Joe Arebo, he looked impressive. He looked mm-hmm. impressive. He was getting like more dropping deep and trying to get into the half space. Mm-hmm. But there was a key point in the game where there was an overload on the left side for Rangers and Arebo could have been one-on-one through. And Defoe didn't know that Arebo was behind him and he kind of took the chance away. And I'm pretty confident that would have made the game 1-1. But late on in the game, Rangers became stretched got a red card and then Celtic just put them to the sword and killed the game off. Great 2-0 win for Celtic. Fair, fair point. Um, I'm literally just looking at the time now and unfortunately we're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap things up. I thought we were gonna um, talk about Van Dyke winning the best player oh. in, in the world. In that. <laughs> you, in the, you mentioned it already. You mentioned it already. I'm happy with that to yeah, be fair. I think are we happy with that, Rose? No, you might not be happy Liverpool about that. Fans you know. are happy. Do you want to speak That's about it? Any thoughts? I think everyone's That's happy. It. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it short and sweet. I think we 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 do have, however, have to wrap things up with, of course, the prospects of the week. So again, as a refresher to um to everybody, and and for those of you who may not have any idea about what or who the prospect of the week is, is basically a seasoned professional, someone who's been playing at the top level. For a long time, however, was playing like a fresh prospect, like a 16-year-old who's just made his first appearance on, um, in the Premier League. Baggy touches, overhit crosses, rash challenges, poor managerial decisions as well. Keep in mind that your prospect can be a manager. So with that being said, if you could think back to all the action that you saw this weekend, 
who would you put as your prospect of the week? Let's kick us off, man. Let's let them get a feel. Okay, so I'm going to go with the game I'm picking is, it was the latest game that we watched. Mm -hmm. It was at the Emirates, Mm -hmm. you know, fiercely contested um, North London derby. And uh, the man in question is Granite Shaka. I mean, (laughs) this is your captain. Yeah. I mean, and he chucked in a tepid, an emotional (laughs) performance. I mean, what was he doing for the penalty? That was a red card. His foot was <laughs> his, his studs were showing. That was a red card. <laughs> he started off because he was he was fouling persistently. That's when like you him. know a yeah. player is crazy. But when they can tackle like that in the box, <laughs> and, and I swear he only got booked in like maybe the seventy or eighty yeah, minutes. Nah, it was, it was ni- close to the ninety minute after the eighth yeah, tackle, eighth foul. It's pathetic. I mean, this he is a guy off. that. He's probably been prospect of the week when we first started the show, maybe five, six times in a row. Yeah. That's how bad he is. And Infinity prospect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think, yeah, he's my prospect of the week. Cool. Who wants to go next? I think Zuma for me. Like, you can't yeah. continuously keep making mistakes, like, game after game. It's just not on. I agree. So, totally I think that's a bit I agree. Harsh. Totally <laughs> on that no, it's not. That was a crazy it's not. It's not. It's not. No, Second totally. game in a row. Yeah, totally. it's yeah. not. 100%. No. Maybe because of the racial abuse, I'm just sympathizing. Yeah, but that own goal, you can't really do much, guys. Come on. But Zuma is can you imagine Van Dyke scoring that? Or Laporte scoring that. And he's like a sacko type of defender. Like they're very ungainly, like they can score them once. It's like it's poor. Yeah, no, I agree with Toby on that one. So mine would be this Wolves player who thought it was smart to body someone on the halfway line in the 92nd minute. So, um, so it's Bolly. Yes, spotlight on Bolly. Okay, go on, Rose. What yeah, mine's um, Granite Shaka. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. You've just lost 3 1 to Liverpool, and then you're trying to, you know, actually win the North London derby, mm-hmm. and you go and do that. It's just, it's just stupid, no need, really. Honestly. <laughs> Can I have two, please? <laughs> <laughs> you, one, one to you for you to keep your agenda alive, and then no, something I'm else. Even, I'm not even going anywhere near Man United. Okay, so, fine. Um, <laughs> number one is Leno, and the reason why, wow, the, okay. reason why mm-hmm. the reason why, the reason why you're in a derby game, you're meant to keep it, you're meant to be solid, and with his weak hand, <laughs> Ericsson gets to go and they go one up, and that changes the whole complex complexion of the game my second prospect is Aspidaqueta oh my god he was terrible mm-hmm. I mean from when you're getting ripped apart by Sheffield United what does that what does that mean about you mm. like his legs are gone mm. and you know what's funny the physical age. capacities anymore How you know what's funny he's, like, like, he's only 30, 30. yeah he's old now and the way we go on about him is like he's 34 yeah, but 35 but he's it, 30 it's old. funny because Aspidaqueta's career is funny because He's actually a right back, correct? Mm. Yes. And he's had a better career as a left back. Yeah. His best form in Chelsea came at left back and at centre back as a third defender. When he's played right back, he has never been good for them. Mm, yeah, I, I think I can agree with that. He's had some purple patches. I remember whilst um, what was the what was the, the striker that came from Atletico? Morata, Morata. There was a purple patch where he was just putting on yeah, the sixpence for Morata. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah. racking up some assists. Mm. So, but yeah, I mean, if we're looking at consistency over a long period of time, I don't think he has sort of lived up to that billing at, at right back. 
Um, okay, I think that's 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 pretty much all we've got time for, unfortunately. That went so if fast. You, if you, it did go so mm. so so fast, man. Um, so if you've listened up until this point, uh, thank you very much, listeners. We want to give a big shout out to the Gold Diggers. Big thank up. you guys. Like, we know you know you guys have Woo-hoo! had to come from long and far to to, to get mm-hmm. down. So so we appreciate the fact <laughs> that you guys us. made the time to come down. You guys make sure you follow the Gold Diggers. Um, on on Twitter, they also plug their um, individual at handles at the start. So go back to the beginning, and you can. You, you what can... are your handles so, so I can follow? I haven't. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. Just say your just say your handles so the public can hear. I'll yeah. be following. One more time. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. One more time, guys. Really quickly. Nice Choji Avo mm-hmm. at Bookie underscore Beatrice at Rose MCFC, and the okay. podcast is at Gold Diggers UK. At Gold Diggers UK. So, guys, continue throughout this um, to to do what you're doing. You know, we, we've we've mentioned to you guys before. You know, we're big uh, fans of your of your pod. I think it's great that you guys have added vi- visuals now as well. And um, there's also news about you guys doing a, a, a live show. The first live show, we, 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 which we came down to as well. It was really good, really entertaining. So this um, live show is going to be slightly different. It's okay. going to be sort of a games night, but we're going to make it a live show yeah. as well. So you okay. guys check, make sure you... Wait. Tickets are coming out soon, basically. Okay, okay cool. Okay. <laughs> They'll be out we'll soon. Within we'll the next week or so. Okay, cool. so, so just stay tuned. Is there going to be prizes? Before. Always. Always. Yeah. So mm. okay. We're gonna be looking it's gonna to be a fun night. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Still cool. not the friend though. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get that last one in there. Come back to me in May. Uh, <laughs> let, let us see. Let us see. Alright, so also we of course we can't end the episode without plugging our own Twitter. To be honest, if you're still listening and you haven't followed, man, I don't, I don't know, I don't know for you, man. I really don't. But just follow, follow um, the platform at podcast underscore TBG. Continue to share the episodes with your family, your work colleagues, your friends, so on and so forth. Um, you can listen to us on on uh, Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts. You name it. Make sure you give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Have I forgotten anything else, Dot? Follow me on Twitter. (laughs) At at LFC Nino. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at um, at Budge the Gooner. You can also follow me at at Dej underscore TBG. Or you can search for Six Signs and it should come up. Yeah, it shows me up. (laughs) Come up with that as well. (laughs) Right, okay. So let's, 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 let's wrap it up now. I think that's that. Yeah, that's it. We haven't got anything else that we need to cover. Until the next episode, guys, over and out. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. 
And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.